26 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select. That's so Dolphins talk with John Baker and Trigger Trey Proctor. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Dude, are we good? Dude, what did that seem in the league? If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black. Oh my god, we're back. Hello and welcome into another edition of That's So Dolphins Talk. Got myself, Johnny Bake Show, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. Another Finns dub. Finns are 9-3 and three on the season with the winner of the Commanders yesterday, 45-15. to 15. It was Scorigami, second time. It's- Scorigami. That's got to be good juju. Two Scorigamis in one season. That has to be good juju. Is that Scorigami alone? They're the only team to ever have two Scorigamis in one season? No, because I feel like the first season everyone had Scorigami because it was the first scores recorded. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're off to a hot start already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, before we get into the show make sure you hit up the socials at the underscore podski and uh, you hit up sad fins fan on uh, twitter and or x whichever you prefer and Dude, uh, i love that instead of changing the handle on the youtube <laughs> you just put a red line through the un <laughs> i wouldn't change it i just left it as is <laughs> Uh, make sure you're watching us on YouTube. If you are not watching us on YouTube, there is video on YouTube at the Podski's YouTube channel. If you are listening on audio, please continue to do so. And if you can't catch us on YouTube, uh, we are on podcasting platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but yeah, huge week 13. Finns are 9-3 and three for the first time since 2001. Uh, I was 9 years old. I was in first grade. I was in first grade. <laughs> uh, and I saw like this weird thing. I saw what Reason said yet uh, last night, like right after the game. He said about how uh, historically uh, we've only ever made it to the divisional round after starting nine and three. And so he just had to shit right all over that. But the vibes are even. Yeah, the vibes are. I'm not. Nothing about this team is historic. Okay, and I, like other than. Okay, I should rephrase that. Nothing about this team has any bad history attached to it. This is a, a whole new Dolphins, okay? So we are literally, it feels like the team of destiny. Like, it feels like we are set. Nothing saves the NFL in a concussion lawsuit. Like, Tua having his brains blowed out on the football field and then coming back and winning a Super Bowl. Okay, we are the team of destiny. You know what they want? They want Will Smith to come on here and say, tell the truth. And Roger Goodell will look back and say, we did. Okay, that's what's going to happen when Tua wins this title. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm starting to, after yesterday's performance of that absolute ass whooping. Dude, of an, another NFL group of grown men. Yeah, I, th- that whole narrative about how they have not be good, they they can only be bad teams, is still the NFL. Everyone's beaten bad teams every single week, so yeah, I, or or lost to them. That's stupid. Yeah, so, um, I, I feel really good. Uh, that my, we're gonna jump right in here to the takeaways. The biggest takeaway is that that was the most complete 
half of football, but most complete three quarters that I've ever seen this team play. And it would, I, I guess I could probably say the entire game, but I don't want to say the entire game because I mean, we put the backups in and everything. So, but until the backups were in, that was the most complete game that I, like we've seen from this Dolphins team. Like they, that was Tua looked like he was fully on yesterday. That was a different looking Tua yesterday. Um, oh yeah, dude! Climbing pockets, slanging sidearm. Like, um, he can do dropping dime. He looked good. He looked really, really good. Um, he's got a, a lot of his swag back, man. This is great. The line's protecting him. He's back to being comfortable again. I think. Um, you know, the line played. Yeah, we'll talk more about the line, but they played great, which I think in turn gives Tua. Uh, the ability to be more confident in the pocket and he feels more comfortable climbing the pocket instead of trying to escape it. Um, and he just made a lot of big time plays yesterday, a lot of big time throws. Like it, I literally am excited to watch him play every single Sunday, which is, we haven't been able to say that ever. I don't think, I mean, I was not excited for Fiedler or Pennington to be honest with you. Honestly, the most, this is the most I excited I've been since Jay Cutler. I used to love watching Jay Cutler get on a football field and slang the TD around, man. We we were big Jay Cutler guys. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, I don't know if that speaks to our football knowledge or not, but Jay Cutler, I thought, was... Uh, yeah, it was fun to watch him play football, man. Same with Fitzpatrick. It was fun to watch him play. I, you know, I don't think they were going to ever take us to the Super Bowl, but golly, did I like watching him sling it. It it did make Sundays fun whenever they were out there. Like Cutler just out there just whipping it around the field. That that team was fun. Aside and then just smoking cigs at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be incredible if he was on hard knocks. Oh yeah, it would have been. That would have been. Um what was your takeaways from the game? Um, first off, Devon H Han is so important to this football team. Like outside of just his ability to run the football just what he does to defenses in terms of mismatches and causing the game plan through the week and like holy shit what a steal of a draft pick chris career deserves his flowers from all this dude this is literally all think about it greer's been around for a hot minute i think sometimes people forget how long he's been around this is all what he built this is his team i i have a stat here thank you for bringing that up five out of the eight seasons that Chris Greer has been GM of the Miami Dolphins have been winning seasons. Yeah. That's pretty good record for a GM. Now, I mean, like there's been, there's been what, three head coaching changes in there, but it doesn't seem like there's going to be one in the imminent future. So he finally found his guy. And I, I I honestly think they probably would have found the guy originally. I mean, I I feels like Mike was going to be the guy all along because they even interviewed Mike back whenever they did Flores. So Feels like Greer has been targeting McDaniel for a long time. Yeah, I think everyone was just trying to jump on that the Shanahan tree mm-hmm. as quickly as possible with McVay's success and obviously Kyle's success and you know the list goes on of everyone that's been successful from that tree. And um, dude, it's fun now. I think it's because it's because we're so engaged in what's going on offensively this year. It's so fun to watch, like for instance, the 49ers play the Eagles last night and see a bunch of stuff that the Dolphins have done that the 49ers are picking up on, like that at jet motion. And I saw some other stuff that the 49ers did that I'm like, man, I hope Mike kind of takes that. Like, it's fun to see what they're these two guys are doing offensively. 
Um, and I mean, that feels like our Super Bowl matchup, in my opinion. Like, I think it tells its own story. But, you know, I think um, – but back to my takeaways, which led into Devon. But what Mike has done play calling-wise this week needs to be his recipe every single week. Like, we were balanced. We mm-hmm. ran the ball when we needed to. We passed the ball when we needed to. We weren't putting Tua in a bunch of, like, go be a hero positions. Like, we were, you know, mat- matriculating the ball on top of having the shot plays when they were there. Um, he was definitely in his bag Sunday. Oh, yeah. 100% agree. That was the most balanced that I think of a play calling that we've ever had. And it felt like it felt it didn't feel like it was um, forced. It felt natural. It felt organic. And then, like, the the, the, the big plays came. So, um, yeah. And I guess the other takeaway that I had before we get into the good, the bad, uh, and the ugly is just, like, it feels so weird that we're in week 13 and we're not, I mean, we're recording this on Monday night. So this is before the Monday night game, but we are sitting atop the AFC East or at top of the conference. And we're not talking about getting to the playoffs. We're not talking about being in the hunt, which is the, the worst graphic to be in, but it's the most <laughs> to be in. When you see mm-hmm. that in the graphic, you feel you, the juices get flowing. You feel like you're in it. Mm-hmm. Talking about trying to get home field. We're talking about trying to get the one seed. Like, I we've never talked about that ever. We've only dreamed about this. Like this is the team we've dreamed about, and it's yeah, it, it it doesn't. It, I'm, I'm trying. I'm just enjoying it. Like this is the most fun a, a season has ever been. Oh, 100 percent, dude. It is so fun to know at any given time, like we could have an absolute dagger of a play from Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Mostert, Achan, like defensively Jalen Ramsey X is back to being like X all of a sudden. It seems like, like that play he made against, um, Oh, it was a fade ball that he closed on. I forget who the receiver was. It might've been McLaurin. Actually, he closed on that, that fade ball and broke it up. It was um, like vintage X, Mm -hmm. um, you know, David long as advertised dude, sneaky. That's going to be like an underrated, like free agent signing. Mm-hmm. that I think still people are going to forget about. Um, obviously, Jerome going down. Sounds like it's not as bad as it looked. Um, but we're working out Ruben Foster, which I wanted them to draft Ruben Foster. So that's how maybe he's <clears> – <throat> and he was like – he was in the AFL last year, right? And he – I'm pretty sure, yeah. I thought he won AFL Defensive Player of the Year. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, it seems like he's still got some football left in him. The news about Shaq Leonard – sucks but you got to think that i mean look i no longer have doubts that greer and company are kicking the tires on these people like in the past it'd be like there's a big free agent and like i didn't even get my hopes up because i'm like there's no way we're even gonna call right with greer and mcdaniel and ross's track record at this point with trades and free agent signings you know they're kicking the tires on everyone possible to make this football team better so i like to think that it was a scheme fit that maybe Vic just said look dude i He's a hell of a player, but I don't know how to fit him in this defense. I don't know. Um, I also would like to think that maybe uh, Shaq either, you know, just wanted more money. Um, it kind of sounded like he only wanted two teams. He either wanted Dallas or he wanted Philadelphia. So, yeah, which is fine. I think for us, if we're looking at the free agent market that is is right now, I think that one uh, we should be. I feel like we should be targeting Zach Ertz. 
And because he has something watching that 49ers team yesterday in that offense, that is something that this offense is like, that's like a huge piece that they're missing. They don't have that threat of a tight end that can get vertical or yeah. just a big bodied, like he's the big body person that like we kind of thought Claypool would be not even that we really ever had any big expectations for Claypool, but he's been in and out of the lineup been hurt most of the time. So I would rather them sign somebody like Ertz. Yeah. Yeah, he would be fun on this team, dude, for 100%. Um, but back also to, just, uh, what? But back to the defense. But back to the defense, man. That defense looks special now. But, Holy shit. Dude, am I eating crow? Are we eating crow on, on uh, old fangs? Because we were hard. I was Ubering him. He was on the Uber. I take it, I take it all back. You take Victor. it all back. He, he can get stuck in the Uber now. Yeah, 100%. He's driving Uber. He's the one that's taking – he's taking people to the train station. Okay, that is my kind of Vic. Mm-hmm. So, he – um, his defense is balling. I, I have – it's a weird feeling, man. I it, It's like I have confidence the defense can win us a game, and I have confidence that this offense can play with literally anybody, which is obvious. Yeah. But, like, going into these games, it's like – Man, I mean, the 49ers suck to match up with, but hey, we'll see them in the Super Bowl. And at that point, we have two weeks to figure it out. Like, yeah. other than that, AFC-wise, there's no one on the AFC at this point that I'm like, yeah, we. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I'm... If we see them at home, I, don't, I, think, I think that everything's favorable. Anything's on the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the loved our takeaways for the week. Uh, we do. I do have some other stats too that we can get to, but uh, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly. You talked about the defense, and my good from this week is gotta be the the, the defense and the fact that uh, they didn't have Holland, lost Baker mid game. Duke Riley stepped in. I'm actually kind of I'm really excited for Duke because Duke is a more athletic middle linebacker now he's not like a thumper he's more of a coverage guy but that's where baker really struggles he struggles like hell in the past game and yeah pair him with somebody like david long who can take over he's already the thumper so like we don't i I feel like that's a good yin uh, yin and yang for the defense and it's not like duke riley's ever played poor i mean i really killed the shit out of him on the show last year i said anytime duke riley's on the field you can guarantee it's a first down or six but like, <laughs> I did. <laughs> He's never guy now, though. New defense. Vic's right. Vic putting him in positions. Vic <laughs> putting him in positions that the previous, uh, you know, defense coordinator was not. Here's the thing with Duke. Here's the thing with Duke. The Duke. He graded like the Duke. The Duke graded at 91.1 PFF. Yeah. Same one about pro football focus, but he graded high. He made splash plays when mm-hmm. he was in there. Um, the defense didn't really seem to skip a beat when he was in there. I gotta wonder if the Duke and Baker, if that if the competition for starter literally came down to okay, well we're paying Baker this amount of money and we need to get the most out of him at mm-hmm. the end of the day because if Duke plays like he did when he was in and that's the consistency. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Baker to death, but that's not going to be like a oh shit, our season's over. It's the same thing I said with with Jalen Phillips, dude. 
Now, I still think Jalen Phillips is more valuable than Jerome Baker. But in saying that, if the guys behind him, like when when, when he went down, when Jalen Phillips went down, everyone was saying how this was a disastrous. I, and I, I said something to someone on Twitter about how season, they, someone said season's over basically about Jalen Phillips. I said, mm-hmm. hold on. He's great. He's a hell of a player. Do I want do I want him on the field every week? Absolutely. But we that's at a position where with Van Ginkle and Ogba and whatever we're able to do with the exotics to get into to create pressure, like we did not miss Jalen Phillips yesterday. Again, I'm saying he's a hell of a football player. I'd love to have him, but he it like we looked good without him. Yeah, we I, I feel like the defense and, and I think that that's the advantage. So like that's the clear advantage from this year from last year is that last year if somebody went down you can't replace somebody that plays in a press man system this system is literally plug and play if you have the players they can learn how to play because it's not out it's not, you're not asking them to do anything they already haven't done like in their life so yeah it's you know keep it in front of you go to the ball and like just like literally i think that this is just a this this is exactly why you bring somebody like Fangio in Somebody goes down, you plug in the next person and you keep it moving. So I, I the defense and the way that they came to play, I thought was is a is a huge um is a huge good. Yeah, yeah, that, that they're on my good offensive line again. You know, shout out listen, Liam Eikenberg's been on my shit list his whole life, but it's another <laughs> week that he had a relatively good game. Yeah. Um, even the one play that uh caused Tua to get pressure to a step away from. But I think in the past, like that would have been a holding call for Eichenberg or it would have been, you know, he wouldn't have at least deterred the guy. So like he's looked dramatically better. Um, Austin Jackson literally might be the best tackle in football. I don't understand what is happening, but he might be the best tackle in football. Butch Berry. None of this makes sense. Yeah. I, but Butch Berry literally should could I pay him head coaching money to never leave this football team because he has been a godsend for Austin Jackson, Connor Williams. Um, I mean, Lester Cotton. Yeah. Keon, we had a guy playing tackle yesterday that you did forgot about. Keon Smith, you forgot I, about him. No, I didn't even know that guy was on the team. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Shot at Big Butch Barry. Okay. Yeah. Shot at. Shot at. Um. God, dude, this seems so much fun. I. I don't want to think about like next year who we're going to pay and what we need to keep, but there's a lot that we need to keep around because this team's awesome. But my God, like, let's just go win the Super Bowl and figure it out later. This feels like this, this is feels like this feels like the only chance we're going to get at it. Okay, that's a little dramatic. It's not the only chance, but like everything's a lot like the stars are aligning. Like, this feels like right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Oh, my God, <laughs> dude, I don't, I stop because I can't even think about what this. Not only my life, but what this podcast will be if we win oh, a Super Bowl. It will be so bad. I want special guests on here. We're having this going to be a Super Bowl celebration podcast extravaganza when we win this thing. Oh yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Okay, so that was my good, dude. I've been on like nine tangents today. I'm sorry. All right, right, so that was my good. My bad. Um, our punter is absolute crusty white dog shit. Like I'm so <laughs> tired of him. I keep saying it. He is going to cost us something or at least put pressure on us. That is not necessary. Mm-hmm. So he's a turd. There's either. You cannot tell me that there's not another human on the planet that is better than him. Um, 
But yeah. outside of that, hopefully Armstead's injury isn't too bad. I think he's okay. I think I think he was available, so it's that's not, good. Yeah, it's not like he was fine. They just kept him out precautionary. And, and uh, Rob Hunt just re-aggravated his hamstring injury, so that's the bad. Uh, th- that that is a real big bad because we need him healthy. Although, I mean, we're going up against the Titans. It sounds like Jeffrey Simmons is not playing. Or is it Jeffrey Simmons or Jonathan Simmons? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, Jonathan Simmons is a safety. Jeffrey Simmons isn't playing next week, so we'll get to the Titan stuff. But um, the I there I I really I don't really have a lot of bad like either. Like, what do you say that was bad outside of the fact that like some guys got hurt and that I, I will say this 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 is a little bit not what I what I wanted out of a game like this, but we really gave up a lot on the ground. It felt like we gave up like 124 yards on the ground, which is not. Um, that's not characteristic of this defense. Now, if you look over the last, I think somebody put out the tweet today, it was in the last five weeks, the Dolphins are first in like all of the categories on defense. Uh, they're now up to like the sixth overall defense in the league. So, um, I mean, it's great. I mean, Terry McLaurin did not have one catch yesterday in that game. He had zero catches for zero yards. Scary Terry got nothing yesterday so uh-huh. like <laughs> throw that shit in reverse terry yeah that's what that was put in reverse, terry, put in reverse. <laughs> I, there, yeah. there really is not i don't have a lot my bad my the only bad nugget i have i mean we get, maybe we should start adapting this uh subject to good great and perfect when we blow teams out by 40 but mm-hmm. like here's the thing my my bad is our dog shit crusty white punter and uh, my my ugly is McDaniel's inability to win a challenge. That's it. That's the only two bad things I could really say. I want to put that on the ugly for mine because it feels like anytime we challenge, it it's it, we're not going to get it right. Yeah, like, it's a waste. It's just a waste of time. I don't know who's up in the booth saying that stuff to him, but somebody needs to figure it out. That's too- yeah. Get Uber the guy in the headset to McDaniel. In the headset, yeah. Hey, how about McDaniel saying he got hit in the dick the other day on Hard Knocks? <laughs> I love it. We'll, we'll we'll do a little we'll do a little thing for Hard Knocks before we get into the Titans. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my good, bad, ugly. Yeah, I mean, really, there's not a lot of the bad stuff, and there and there's not a lot of ugly either. Uh, but stock up, stock down. Uh, the stock up is we mentioned him already. Butch Berry stock away up on Butch Berry, dude. Yeah, dude. Hello and welcome to That's So Shit Talk with John Baker, who just had to pause our podcast because he was prairie dogging. He was so excited about Butch Berry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Yes. uh, Stock up Butch Berry. Stock all the way up, man. That uh, he got. So if I remember correctly, when they signed him, well, when he signed with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. he got a lot of criticism, right, from his previous job. I'm pretty sure that everyone was killing him about what he what previously happened. I'm looking him up because I do remember that. Was he in Green Bay? Oh, uh, Butch Berry. What? Uh, he was the Broncos, I think. Bronco. Yes, you're right. It was the, the Broncos. players applauded uh, firing him last year. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, he's an. It says uh, the insider uh, said he's an idiot. Got fired midseason for incompetence. Look who's incompetent now. That head wow. Who's now for the Jets? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I mean, well, which instantly sent me to a tizzy. I'm like, okay, our line sucks. So let's sign someone who's been fired for sucking. We yeah. put a bunch of suck together and hope a diamond comes out. Like, I don't like, but it worked. So guess what? I, I that's why they make decisions. I don't, but anyway, and stop ho- all the way up. Butch Barrett. Suck that hot chair. Uh, hack it. Dude, they're so bad. They I said the Jets so much on a side tangent on, uh, fuck the Jets talk is that Zach Wilson didn't even want to play now. And they want Zach Wilson to come back in and start. And he's That's hilarious. But reluctant to play. Is what that is absolutely hilarious. You know what else is funny? Um, Joey Jets, who is at Jets, A-G-N-B, all gas, no brakes. First off, let me tell you something, Joey Jets. You guys have all kind of breaks because you've scored. Tyreek Hill has more touchdowns than your entire team. Talk about it. Man, Tyreek Hill almost went to the Jets. But then he didn't. Uh, Talk about it, Joey Jets. Anyway, also, I just retweeted something that Joey Jets quote tweeted. I asked him what was up. He bet Big E last year. He said uh he would bet $1,000. Dolphins have seven wins. Well, did that two weeks ago. Yeah. And I wanted – here's the thing. Because people could be like, oh, well, he was talking about how good the Jets were because they thought they had Aaron Rodgers. Nothing in that tweet was about the Jets. He simply said the Dolphins will not win more than seven games. Yeah, and that was way before all this Aaron Rodgers talk started. Yeah, he's an absolute clown, Joe Jets. Absolute clown. Anyway, stock up Butch Berry. Um, stock up. Stock up Brandon Jones, dude. How about him? How about him feeling in for Javon Holland? Yes. And man, that boy is special when he blitz. When he mm-hmm. blitzes, that is special. Uh, he he got a big quarterback hit yesterday. Um, so stock up for him. I was down on him after he filled in for Deshaun Elliott. Um, I don't know if just in I, I don't know enough about what they're doing defensively to say that him filling in for Deshaun Elliott is harder than filling in for Holland. Like I don't know if that's true. Like is he more is he more naturally a Holland type player and not a Deshaun Elliott type player? Maybe. Um, like maybe he had a better game because Deshaun Elliott was truly that free safety guy another underrated free agent signing dude that look chase that's one thing chase told uh, me at the beginning of free agency whenever we signed deshaun ellie he said you're really gonna like him yeah he has been special for like he has been such and i didn't know why i thought brandon jones was gonna be it for us but it seems like we wanted more of that kind of rangy safety behind holland to allow holland to be more aggressive on things and that's kind of what's been working on our defense to add to your point, I think that Fangio prefers the veterans too. He's, I mean, it's pretty evident with the fact that he won't play Cam Smith. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure everything that I said a couple weeks ago is absolutely false. I don't know if I got ball sack sports or not. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> so, you know, sorry, Cam. <laughs> I did say before I said that that could be reckless speculation and I'm probably making up bullshit. I'm pretty you sure. did say that. You did. You did preface. Did preface. You did preface right before I threw shade. Yeah. So that's my that's my stock up. Um, if I had to jump to stock down, 
I mean, really, I don't know who you put on stock down. Other, Our punter sucks. He's going to be on there every week. I don't care if he hits a 70-yard coffin corner to the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. I still think he sucks, okay? So he's always going to be stock down. But other than that, dude, this you said it earlier, what a complete game that we played outside of our punter. Everybody else. All other 52 players, including the people on the sidelines that got out of the way properly when sideline tackles were happening, mm-hmm. all did their job except for our punter. Everyone else, we were 52 to 53. So you can't have stock down on anyone other than our shithole punter. Yeah, I will say that uh, that that is something that we're going to need, especially if we're in a really tight game and we need to flip the field. It's really felt that like when we're in situations like that like we cannot get the field flipped and it is because of really poor punting yeah and stock down i i mean honestly i don't i feel like stock down jeff wilson like i feel bad for the guy he's just not fitting in i don't even know i mean yeah you could probably put him on there the only thing for me is um is it really just due to lack of like where do you put him is there not enough touches? Like, there's just, I mean, we ran the ball 33 times yesterday, I think. Yeah, but, like, how do you, okay, if you're taking the ball to Mostert's hands, how do you not give it to A-Chain? You know what I mean? Like, I. And, and you don't want to take it out of both of their hands for Jeff Wilson. So, and I agree, but it just feels like, why Why do we still got him on the team? I guess because in case of the stuff with, like, uh, injury concerns. I So, I get the depth, but it just, I just feel bad for Jeff Wilson because he was, like, a big part of that team last year. During this t- part of the season, he still gets a ring. He still gets a ring. That's true. Um, there is one thing that we did forget in our Butchberry talk that got interrupted <laughs> by by myself. But poop gate. Yeah, <laughs> the um, poop tart. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the the uh, one of the, this was a tweet by uh. Dolphins Weekly, Jason Sarney. Shout out, Jason. One yeah. of the remarkable stories of the Dolphins season is that they used their eighth different offensive line combination today and didn't allow a sack and did not allow a sack in just two QB hits. They've used 10 different offensive linemen this year and 37 QB hits, which is the fewest allowed in the NFL. So everyone wants to get out there and talk about how the Jets have, you know, they've had 97 different uh, O line combinations the Dolphins have had just as many and they still have the best numbers in the league yeah more of a reason why Butch Berry needs a he gets two rings he gets one for each hand when we win the bowl because it's like outside of Tua and Tyreek and this offense and like our playmakers making plays if you get into the nitty-gritty nitty-gritty dirt band like the O-line is so crucial our defense is so crucial. Like everything is just clicking and it feels like we're getting hot at the right time. Trending like, we're trending upwards. St- you know, we got some meat in the schedule, but man, would it be nice to have the division wrapped up to go in and play for seeding mm-hmm. in Christmas Eve and that Bills game. I want that Bills game to be, if we win, we have the number one seed. If not, we have the number two seed. Like that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, so basically kind of like, I don't have, I don't have scenarios right now, but the only thing I do have is that, um, week 14 is 
we will enter week 14, depending on what happens tonight with Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Jacksonville probably wins that game. If Jacksonville loses to Jake Browning, we we're, we ain't got to worry. We're going to be sitting atop the AFC alone. Um, but it really feels like that it, it's a, depending on kind of what happens here, it could be a two dog race between us and Jacksonville. And I don't know what Jacksonville's, I mean, I know the Ravens are going to be there. I'm, I'm, I am, I do have concerns over the Ravens, but seeing how they looked against the chargers last week. And now I know that they had a late buy and like they were limp into that buy, but the Ravens without Mark Andrews is a much different team than what it is with Mark Andrews. Now their defense is special and they play that style of defense that gives us holy hell of a problem. So I'm interested in, and those Ravens players are going to want to be out to, you know, get revenge on what we did to them last year. So I, I've already said it here a couple weeks ago. I have that penciled in for a loss and that's just me protecting myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in for an L now. I, what I do think is that the Cowboys, they're peaking, but I think they're going to peak about a week two, week or two too early. And we're going to bring them down because what that, what that, what the Cowboys do on defense, they like to get up in your face and they like to play man. And we just saw what happens to teams that want to get up in your face and play man yesterday. Now, I don't think they're going to be that stupid and just put single over the top against Tyreek. I don't think they're that stupid. But I don't understand why. So I, I rewatched that play. You sent me the clip or, whatever, or uh, the one. I think Acho did a replay of it. So the Dolphins weren't empty. It was clear they were in man free. I don't know why, unless we just caught them in the defense, I don't know why they left that linebacker on the field and didn't go too high safety against our empty. If you look at that, they were and the safety was shaded away from Tyreek to the closed side of the field. Yeah. Well, Tyreek said that Tua saw the play and he hot routed. He changed. Yeah, you can see you can see him audible. He does audible. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Dude, he could never audible. He was never Lord wouldn't let him. Yeah. Never allowed to do that. Oh now look at we are so good. Um, but yeah, that was that was one thing too. And he had both. He could have thrown it to Achan, and it would end in the same result. Or he could have thrown it to Tyreek. And I'm glad he threw it to Tyreek because Tyreek, uh, we're still, uh, you know, the weekly, the weekly update here. We're 519 yards from 2K, and still on pace. That's a little over. That's like 105 yards a game, and he's got it. So. We're we're still on Pizzy here. Um, and so that's some other stuff. Don't know if I got any more stats for that. Other than uh th- this is an interesting stat. Andrew Van Ginkle was clocked at 20.76 miles per hour on that interception return yesterday, and he was the fifth fastest ball carrier in the NFL. How insane of a stat is that? Get him at tight end. Come on. Let the games run those teams get down the middle. Yes. Um, that hair is awesome. Uh, here is a couple more things we got here. Since Jalen Ramsey has been on the field, he's been on the field for 259 plays, and the D's only given up four and a half yards per play. That's three and a half yards, or 3.8 yards per carry, and 4.8 yards per pass, and a 23% first down rate. And they have eight turnovers. 
and have only given up eight touchdowns since Jalen Ramsey came back. That's insane. Four play. That that's not even. I mean, I get you. I get you past Trina Turd. That's that's Trina Turd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Um, Jalen Ramsey's. I mean, th- everything's just clicking, man. I mean, I'm just sitting here looking at our schedule. I, correct me if I'm wrong. If we win the next two, and yep. the Bills drop one of the next two, Bills, do we not win the division? Bills have to go four and one. To yeah, yes, we would. Yeah, yeah, we are. So you're correct to win the division. We have to. If the Bills lose one more game, and we if we go into that Cowboys game eleven and three, and the Bills lose to, uh, so they had to lose to the Eagles, and if they lose to the Chiefs next week, they are they can't win the division. We pretty much got the division wrapped. So. The only other thing is that they they need to go four and one to get into the playoffs. Can they do that? I mean, so they got to go four and one the rest of the games that they have for the rest of the season. So if they're going to lose the one, it has to be to Chiefs. And then, you know, if they lose to us at the end of the season, they're out. Or if they lose before that, they're out. They got to go after they play the Chiefs. They got to go to uh, San Diego. And I think they got to play at home against the, the they got to play not San Diego. They got to play the Chargers, and then they got to play um, the Patriots, and then us. I think that's all that's left. Dude, if we have the division wrapped up, I mean, oh I think we can have the division wrapped at Christmas. I think so too. And what a freaking Christmas gift to guarantee a playoff, and then have. I mean, we'll be, we'll I, think, I think it's going to come down to that Ravens game is really going to be for the number one seed, in my opinion. Because if you look at the Ravens' schedule, let me see what they have left. Ravens, they got they got some. I think they got some stuff left. Oh yeah, they got. Um, oh, buddy, they got. Next week they have the Rams, or whatever. But then they play the Jags. Rams are no slouch. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. I agree, but just in terms of like, they play the Jags, so that's a win-win for us either way in terms of seeding. That is a win-win for us. Then they play the 49ers. That's at that's at 49ers. That's Christmas Day. Christmas Day in team. That's got a big imps. The 49ers will have that logo with the Santa hat on top of the Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, they had a hold on. No, just wait. Anyway, then they play us and then they finish with the Steelers. So the Ravens don't have like a cakewalk left. Hold on. Yeah. 49ers. Yeah, the Ravens, they had their bye this week. Uh, they go, they got to play at home against the Rams. Now, the Rams, they're no, they're not a slouch team. Like, they still got dudes. Now, I don't know if Puka Nuka, I don't know if he's playing. I think he got hurt. Um, I'm not sure about that, but I mean, there's still no slouch. That Jags game is a win. Whoever loses, it don't matter. That's a win for us. And then, um, then they got to go to San Francisco. Like, that's a hard game, man. Like, the when, the Niners are 100% healthy. They are, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, they are the best team in the league. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree. Man. I 100% they, they agree. don't have a good schedule. Well, I'll, I'll pull up the Bill schedule while you're looking for that, too. Because yeah. I know we went over this last week, but it'll, I'm sure it'll help. Because that Bills game is, for, uh, is the 425 game on CBS. Bill's schedule is... Oh, they got the Cowboys. So they they go to Kansas City, 
uh, this week. Then they go and then they play at home against Cowboys, go to Chargers, play at home against the Patriots. Then they go to Miami for the regular season. So their schedule ain't <laughs> they can't they can't lose two games out of the next in the next three are the Chiefs, Cowboys and Chargers. Now, I don't think that the Chargers are that great, but <laughs> one of they can't lose. They can't lose another one of their. They, if they they could potentially drop two games and then we're going into the Cowboys game with division wrapped up. Yeah, then they need to lose one, right? So if they lose to the Chiefs and we win out, or we win the next two, yeah, the division's locked up. Yep. Sorry, everything's lining up. Um, yeah, so we, got, we got the Titans on Monday night. I am anticipating that we will go all aqua um i doubt that we go retros i wish we would go retros but it will probably go all aqua don't know how i feel about that uh, we, i feel like we never play well in all aqua yeah last year yeah yeah i don't even remember what we did last year in all aqua but it doesn't it, yeah but it doesn't matter we're going against titans uh looks like that um derrick henry was in concussion protocol but brable said today that he's not and he's playing so uh okay uh he was knocked out of the game yesterday so uh, i guess he magically passed today Je- as i mentioned jeffrey simmons isn't playing so uh, it's this this feels like a win i mean i don't even want <laughs> to say we're winning and if we lose i ain't even saying it because we ain't losing we play so well at home there's there, like this team is like some insane stat, like I can't even remember what it said, what their home record is with Tua in the last like 20 games. I know. Only like 19 and two in the last 21 or something 19, like that. It's like 19 and two, which is insanity. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, that should be, it should be a win. We ain't got to talk much about that. Uh, we got hard knocks tomorrow night. Um, what you think about last week's episode? Oh, dude, this it's so good. Like, I love um, – one actually, one thing I have noticed, Jalen R- Ramsey seems to only just be standing on business. He, he is not messing around, uh-uh. dude. Like, he se- – like, I don't know what it is. It just seems like – I don't know if it's the way they're filming him, but he is just about it and only it, and if it ain't that, then whatever. Good to see our D-line is all super close. Bradley Chubb is like a freaking – absolute leader which i did not expect love that yeah dude he's such a good leader like he like it blows my mind it's awesome um i'm pretty sure all the players think mcdaniel is an absolute asshat clown which is <laughs> him which is hilarious in a, in a good in a good way it feels like like yeah no no definitely but like during team meetings and you can tell mcdaniel just trying to be serious and tyreek is just laughing his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is so true so that was, I mean, it's, I don't think it's been much of a distraction. Like, it no one doesn't feel like it yet. Um, I, I'm really, I, I don't know what I'm kind of looking for out of it, but I, I kind of want to see more. I feel like I want to see more Tua. Uh, I feel like I want to see more Waddle too, but I, I definitely would like to see more Waddle. Yeah. I like to see, I want to see more Ramsey too, but I don't know if we, if we will or not, but. Uh, that that episode was hard to watch last week, especially like they followed Phillips around the entire week. Like that that sucked. Yeah, but he's balling on the field, dude. That uh, sucked. That was brutal, dude. Um, 
but yeah, that was, I'm, I'm super excited. I love hard knocks. Uh, so we got the new episode, uh, coming up tomorrow night. Episode three Tua is on Manning cast tonight. Yes. That is the last thing I wanted to mention. Tua is on Manning cast tonight. So, uh, if you're listening to this, it already happened. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> you're not going to get it up. You're not going to get it up for the game. I, I might get, I, I'll probably get up for the game, but if people are listening to it, they might not hear the end of the show by the time he is on. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's um, another, uh, another dub nine and three on to, uh, on to Tennessee. Let's go, baby. Fins up.